You are watching Cable 10, Aurora, Illinois, Community Access Channel. Live from New York, it's Saturday night! Hello, as you may already know, I'm Velvet Jones. Hello again, everybody, Joe Piscopo Live, Saturday Night Sports. Yeah, that's it, Diggit. hate when that happens. I'm Han of Dime France, and we want to pop you up. Welcome to Sprockets, I'm your host, Dita. Well, isn't that special? Live from members only studios, it's living in the 80s. Nice, well said. Thank you. You know, it's funny, Matt. I've struggled with um, how to start the show off. It's usually like, hi, I'm Rob. Welcome to members only studios. But I think live from members only studios kind of get that little SNL feel there. Yeah. That original, the Saturday Night Live that we grew up with. The intro. Love that. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Good stuff. So you know what? We're we're gonna skip all the intros today. We're getting right into the meat and potatoes of tonight's topic. That's it, baby. Or today's topic. Maybe you're listening to it at four in the morning. I don't know when you're this listening. This morning's topic. Let's yeah. say it. But we're we're live right now. We are live. You're listening to this not live. No, no. Because this so is much. recorded like ten days ago. Easy. It's been in the bank, kind of ready to Look. do the automatic deposit. In the bank. It's payday. Yes, it is. So, <laughs> so we are talking about Saturday Night Live. Um, that we grew up on. So you can't talk about SNL without talking about the um, how it started. You know, because uh, when you're talking, the original cast got together in 1975. 75, first season. So that's the first season. It's like there was about five years of SNL before the 80s started. So you you can't. In order to, to go through this properly, we're going to have to go back in the DeLorean and, and, to 1975, which I don't yes. think the DeLorean has been to the 70s before. I, I don't think so. I think it went there a little bit for the Yacht Rock episode a while mm-hmm. back. Maybe, maybe. But uh, we're going to talk right now. So, Matt, um, we, we've done we've done extensive homework Very on much. this, which is why we're just excited to get into it. Very much. So, um, talk to us, like, how did SNL get started why did it get started? Just uh, get us up to speed. Well, it started, thankfully, for Johnny Carson. Uh, Johnny Carson was, was at the late night talk show. And uh, one of the things they would do back then is on Saturday nights, they would show reruns of his episodes uh, on Saturday night. And he would basically have these shows kind of like what we have this one here in the can waiting and ready to go. And they would just air them on Saturday night. But he was uh, kind of frustrated because he was wanting to take more vacation days. And whenever he would take a vacation day, they would show one of his In the Can episodes, one of his shows. So he asked NBC if they would come. Before before we get get going too far there, you got to think in the 70s, Johnny Carson owned the 70s. He was, yeah. He was the... He was the biggest star in the 70s. Right. There, there wasn't like three or four or five guys like him. Yeah, there was, was one him. late night talk yeah. show. It was The Tonight Show Johnny with Carson. Johnny Carson. Yes. And so he goes to NBC and he goes, hey, come up with a show and to fill that time slot so I can save my shows uh, basically for vacation days. So if it did you wasn't, say vacation days? Did I say vacation it days? It almost sounded like it. Maybe I did. I okay. Don't know. Okay. But, but so if it wasn't for the fact that Johnny wanted a little more me time, 
we may have not even had Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we would still be watching. We'd be watching like Jimmy Fallon reruns See, on Saturday so Night Live. So sad. Yeah. So so NBC. But in fact, Jimmy Fallon wouldn't exist. We wouldn't have because he Jimmy came Fallon. from SNL. See that? <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so so NBC hires this guy named Lord Michaels to come up with an idea for a show, and they come up with a show, and they 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 don't call it Saturday Night Live, but rather they call it what? Saturday night. Saturday night. And, and why why didn't they call it Saturday Night Live originally? Because ABC had a show that, that came out just a little bit before that mm-hmm. called Saturday Night Live with Howard Cosell. Now, now most of our folks, well, I would, not, not most, some of our folks, they may like the 80s or like some of the people of the, of the 80s, but they may not know who Howard Cosell is. I would venture to say uh, most of us do. One of the most recognizable voices Growing up, yes, I, I, there's something about the way he says his name, Howard Cosell. Hello, I'm, this is Howard, Howard Cosell. Cosell. We are live. <laughs> I, I think anyone who did impressions back in the day, that because it was an easy one to do. An, I, like I, Jay I think, Leno used to do an amazing Howard Cosell. Yeah, but, but I think everyone it's easy to do. Everyone had one, and, and it's just it's fun to do. Yeah, and Howard Cosell was to sportscasters what Johnny Carson was to. The rest of the world. Yes. Like, he did baseball, he did football, he did the, um, he did Boxing. The, he, was, he, he did, bo- yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali and Leon Spinks. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Howard Cosell, like Matt said, most recognizable voice in sports, maybe of all time. Absolutely. Because right now, you have these, these, um, so many sportscasters out now. Uh, I think Chris Berman and Al Michaels are the two that probably have stood the test of time the most. But beyond that, it's just a bunch of guys like Joe, uh, not Joe Buck. Um, yeah, Joe Buck. Yeah, he um, he's he's a popular sportscaster, but there's nothing real distinctive about his delivery or his voice. Right. Howard Cosell was from New How, York. The toupee or the hair. Oh, oh my gosh, that crappy '70s toupee. Yeah, my goodness. No, no. Rob did show me just a clip of, of the Saturday Night Live show that he had in the '70s. It wasn't just sports. It was kind of like a variety show. It was a variety show. The the, the clip we saw was uh, was uh, Bay the, the Bay City Rollers were performing. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's funny you should have seen it. It just you know, if you guys don't know who the Bay City Rollers were, just think the most bubblegum, sweet, saccharine, sugarish seventies sixteen magazine oh, boy band wow. from Scotland. Crazy and Hallmarky yeah. weird cheese ball. So it's, it's playing and we're going, huh. Well huh. you know what? We don't typically do this, but it's a little bit of what we're listening to. So it was like straight up out of the scene of Tommy Boy or something. Oh, because we're like, find yourself kind of liking this. You you, you can turn you can it turn off, it off if no, you want you, to. You, you, I'm not listening. I'm, to it. I'm okay with it. Yeah, you can, okay. If you want to if you want to hear it, it out, we can. So <laughs> so basically, that song really was out about the time SNL, yes. as we know it, started. You know, Saturday night. So I digress. Continue. Okay. So 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 we, we were thankful for Johnny Carson. Thankful for all that stuff. Now, and I think they got the title Saturday Night Live, I think, in 76, when this show went off the air. So that's when Saturday Night Live started. And their, their original cast 
uh, the first one hired, the first cast members. Well, be, before we get there, oh, we going, okay. uh, let's back up a little bit. Um, when NBC approached Lorne Michaels and Dick Ebersole yes. to start SNL, Lorne Michaels had, he had been a writer for Laugh-In, uh, which was a, sh- a hit show back in the Se- 60s, early 70s, 70s. Um, cutting edge comedy for its time. Just really good stuff. He worked with National Lampoon, uh, Second City TV. So, so he had a reputation in the industry as like being an up and comer. Like this is a guy that could help us carry this show. Right. So they they tasked him with creating the show. Like I said, along with Dick Ebersol, they decided it was going to be you know sketch comedy. Um, and then they decided they're going to like have some musical guests at the time and trying to get people on board. To do that, you know, it was good exposure for them. Uh, musically, we got to see a bunch of people we hadn't seen before. But um, talk about the cast. So the, the original cast, I mean, <clears throat> these were all guys from um, in the, uh, the 70s, obviously, mostly from 70s, uh, 75 to 79. But these are the originals. I mean, these yeah. are the bread and butter. This is where it got all the momentum. Uh, the originals were Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, Chevy Chase, Jane Curtin, Bill Murray. Well, no, Bill Murray came in Bill Murray '77. Came up, yeah. uh, Garrett Garrett Morris, uh, Lorraine Newman, and Gilda Radner. Those are your, your original. Gilda yeah. was the first one selected. Uh, I think they, they kind of saw something in her, like the. the which, oh my goodness. Doing Rosanna Rosanna Dana. Rosanna Rosanna Rosanna. And, <laughs> and she did some other characters too, but she just always, she had that, that perfect comedic timing, which oh. which for, I mean, it, this isn't a derogatory statement, but women at that time um, were really only there to make the guys look funnier. Right. But she kind of, she stole uh, the show. she's able to. Dude, she, she did that character where she sat in the big rocking chair. And she was like a little kid, like a little a, a little baby girl. Talk, oh my goodness! I mean, it, it, that's part of this podcast is just kind of reminiscing and remembering some of our favorite skits, our favorite characters. Uh, I mean, because this show to me was just so uh, foundational for us. I mean, oh yeah, we, we may not be the funniest guys in the world, but but we appreciate funny stuff. Yeah, and and this show every Saturday night, you know, you were gonna, you know, not every skit's a winner. But you're going to get some things that you're going to be able to talk about for the next seven days, or yeah. or to or forty years, or forty years, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. But you 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 want to recreate them, you want to memorize them, you want to learn them, you want to share them, you want to retell them, uh, it, you want to be characters like them. I mean, it's a such a just a hilarious show. I remember when um when the show first started in the first few years. Um, it, you were kind of one of the cooler kids at school. If you could go, you know, if, if you can like come in Monday morning to school and talk about an SNL skit. Right. Did you see the cheeseburger skit? That thing right. was amazing. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I remember wearing my Mr. Bill shirt to school. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I, I was respected when I wore my <laughs> Mr. Bill shirt. First time in my life. <laughs> so, oh, no. so yeah. So those, those days and a lot of the, performers were also writers like a, another uh, person that was on the show a lot which uh, you'd know him if you saw him uh, Harry Shearer yes. uh, was a writer um, he had two different stints writing but you have seen him just trust us you, you've mm-hmm. seen him and then Don Novello was another key writer who was also known as Father Guido Sarducci Father Guido Sarducci he was hilarious oh, man that's funny stuff. so 
they were rolling along good, uh, getting a ton of great publicity. Ratings were, were really good. And I, I remember um, vaguely, uh, and, and again, my you know, I was 10 years old at the time, but uh, I remember um, when Chevy Chase left the show. Now, like, we're, we're just thinking, like, these guys are always going to be here forever. Like, this is going to be the cast, right? Right, right. And uh, he left the show in 1976 and was replaced by Bill Murray. Uh, he was, like, the next Chevy Chase guy. Right. And um, it, it was very strange. But Chevy Chase went on to do lots of movies. It's very successful throughout the 80s mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the vacation movies and Fletch Caddyshack. and Caddyshack. Like, everything the guy touched back then turned to gold right so he was the first one to defect from the show and then or really um, use the show as a springboard yeah yeah because i mean a lot of these guys got their comedy chops through you know they were like uh these college um comedy troops improv groups improv groups things like that so they they were used to being in front of crowds uh they had these characters they had done uh, live that they're now doing on television that they had honed one of the, one of my favorites back then and we'll get to the 80s here in a minute was chevy chase doing gerald ford oh man he looked nothing like gerald ford <laughs> he talked nothing like him but he was supposed to be the president right, right. and like they didn't put a wig on him he nope. had his same chevy chase hair that high forehead and stuff and and it just it was funny, and then he would just fall down all the time. Well, and, and that's, <laughs> they they all you know Saturday Live always has a history of uh, you know having political influence and talking about the presidents, and and back then it was just more about the topics and, and, and right carrying you know making fun of the different things. Whereas whereas now, I mean, you have to look like them, sound like them, talk exactly like them, and voice has to fluctuate yeah, right. You have to have the perfect. right skin color. Right. I remember, um, again, we're getting off the beaten track a little bit, but for the, for the first couple years of the Obama administration, Fred Armisen did Obama right. to a T. Oh, yeah. Just perfect. And people were getting kind of upset that you're having a white guy playing the black president. Here comes Jay Farrow. So Jay Farrow comes along and takes on Obama, who he did pretty good. He did good. But he, I thought Fred Armisen did better, but what people forget is Obama was half white anyway. Right. So, um, yeah, it's okay. But, like, but yeah, so, so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so in later years, um, they, they, they did a lot more makeup and wigs and, and stuff. And they'd have one guy play that role, you know, throughout. As long as the president, yeah, yeah, right. So, but yeah, I digress. <laughs> so, what happened uh, in 1979, uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi left. Now, they left to do the Blues Brothers movie, mm-hmm. and uh, so these guys, like, because John Belushi had just done um, Animal House, so he was becoming a star on the rise. Um, Dan Aykroyd, who also went on to do tons and tons of movies, right. like these, so we're now seeing this is sort of a springboard to other things. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge stepping stone for, for those in that industry. Right. And so... At the end of the 1980 season, which, you know, the TV seasons run from, like, uh, uh, September until uh, April. Mm -hmm. So in the spring of 80, um, Lorne Michaels decided, you know, hey, let's let's put, you know, what's now known as Saturday Night Live as of 1977. Let's put SNL on on a hiatus until after the election. Right. So let us, because he was 
being pulled a bunch of different directions and and lots of, of projects and the stars were getting burnt out because like they're doing this show live every single week and they're getting these movie opportunities so they're, they're, they're kind of getting a little burnt out like let's take a break mm-hmm. well the brass at NBC did not like that did not like it so what he did was he he was going to um, uh, have somebody take his place temporarily and so what he wanted to do is he, he, he wanted to handpick the new executive producer, which he chose to be Al Franken. Right. So Senator. Uh, yes, Senator yeah. Al Franken. <laughs> so what Al Franken did kind of screwed himself out of a job. Let's take a listen. But now get this. You know who gets complete door-to-door limousine service from NBC? Fred Silverman. (laughs) Now, here is a guy who is a total, unequivocal failure. The guy's been here two years, and he hasn't done diddly squat. And he gets a limo. Now, here's a list, okay, of the top ten rated shows... This season in TV. Now, there's there's some A's there, some B's, some C's, some uh, S's. You see those? You see any N's? No! Not one N. Why? Because Silverman is a lame <laughs> But he still gets limousine service. I like to call it a limo for the lame He's timid, indecisive, and easily pressured. He's weak. <laughs> So basically, what Al Franken did was he talked himself out of a job. Wow. So he ticked off the brass at NBC, and so they decided they were going to um, move ahead, but with Gene Domanian as the executive producer. Now, her only tie to SNL was she helped Warren Michaels do a special of some sort, like <laughs> during uh, the tenure of SNL. And the only cast member that stayed for the fall 1980 season that was there prior was Brian Doyle Murray, Bill Murray's brother, and he was doing the weekend update. And it was suggested, and here's where it gets real, really weird, it was suggested that she hire some established talent, but instead she chose to go um, with a bunch of unknowns she felt she could control. Um, and that, that's kind of how, here, here's the cast. Here is the cast of the 1980, um, SNL as it was started. Okay. Denny Dillon, Brian Doyle Murray, which we, uh, talked about. Gilbert Gottfried, remember the kind of the whiny comedian? Yeah. He, he was the, um, uh, yeah, you, you know who he is. Um, Yvonne Hudson, Matthew Lawrence, not 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 like Joey Lawrence's little brother, this other guy <laughs> named Matthew Lawrence, different spelling. Gail Mathias, Anne Risley, Charles Rocket, Patrick Weathers, Lori Metcalf was on one episode. Uh, one episode. Yeah, so she was Jackie on Roseanne. And uh, she plays Sheldon's mom on Big Bang Theory. Yep. So what happened? Uh, and it's it's really, it's re- well. Hold, let me get the rest of the cast first. Emily Prager and Joe Piscopo. 
that was the that was the cast. Episode four, Eddie Murphy came on as a bit player, and then you know how that worked out. He suddenly took over. Huh. But uh, Lori Metcalf, interesting story. So what had happened is during this tenure, the shows were terrible. Absolutely, like episode one, they were comparing themselves to the previous cast, which it even at that point was considered legendary. Oh, yeah. Like, they tried to have uh, this Charles Rocket was supposed to be like the Chevy Chase, Bill Murray-type character. Um, uh, Denny Dillon, it's a lady, was supposed to be more like the Lorraine Newman. And then, you know, Lori Metcalf was like the Gilda Radner. So they, they tried to duplicate these characters thinking that magic formula would continue. So what had happened was at the end of January, I believe it was, halfway through the season... Um, no, actually, I'm sorry, it went up to April. Uh, in April of that year, they ended up firing, um, uh, what's her face? Yeah, <laughs> Jean Domanian. They fired her and replaced her with Dick Ebersol, who you know founded the show. And so he was tasked to bring it forward. So he took over and did one episode, which is where Lori Metcalf came in. She did one episode. And then after that one episode, there was a writer's strike. So everything ceased and up until the following you know the following season so that that one season just went down in flames but one thing that dick ebersall did that was almost genius was he um he had uh it's kind of like the who shot jr kind of thing so somebody shot charles rocket and and Charlene Tilton from Dallas was the guest host, and he's laying on the floor about to die, and she's holding him. She's like, "Oh my gosh, you've been shot!" And he's she, she's like, "What's it like to be shot?" He goes, "F it, who knows?" <laughs> on live air, so live he lost air. his job. The rest of the of of the the cast um, was gone, except. Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy. Hmm, imagine that. Only ones they kept out of all that cast. So, so from 1980 to 1981, you've got seven, eight people who are trying to be as good as the original cast. Mm-hmm. Not so much. Right. They start over with the, what they call like a re- reboot. Yeah, rebooted it. Yeah, they rebooted it's it. All new people, and new so producer, everything. The two good ones, Eddie and Joe, stick around and they add to it. Some other legendary people basically became legendary, and I, I I saw a thing. I was I was you know as I was doing my research, there was a a person or you know that had put together a video, and they were talking about this this very thing that happened, and they said what would have happened if this Gene Dominion whatever her name was uh, decided to go with some of the talent that had tried out, and she didn't want them. John Goodman was one of them, right. Um, Paul Rubens, who we know as Pee Wee Herman, Herman, was another one. Jim Carrey was another one. Yeah. Now, Jim Carrey's kind of weird now, but back in his prime, he was hilarious. Like, oh, and Living so... Color, and Ace Ventura, and The Mask, and all those. He was he was as funny as it got in the he 80s. He was as well, physically funny. Yes. Very so funny. imagine if you would put him and Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy in oh. skits together. Oh my gosh! So Jim Carrey and Eddie Murphy in their you know in, in the their prime, younger right, prime, yeah. 
like Eddie Murphy is like 19 years old when he gets oh, hired by SNL. Oh my goodness. And that was just, you know, that was unheard of. So, yeah, Carrie got rejected twice. He tried out twice. Yeah. And got rejected. It's like, what in the world? Like, twice. why would you? Was he too over the top for him? I don't understand why. Because as you can see, there are staff members here, cast members that didn't really do much. Right. So, um, let's, let's talk about some of them here. So, um, during the 81 uh, season, uh, these guys were hired to take the places of the Emily Pragers and Charles Rockets of the world. Yeah. Uh, of course, we talked about Eddie and Joe. They stayed. Mary Gross, you might remember her. She played Buckwheat. Right. Um, I'm sorry, she didn't play Buckwheat. She played Alfalfa. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so, not Buckwheat. Not yeah. Buckwheat, yeah. She played not Buckwheat. She played Alfalfa. Uh, Saban Cahill, she was like an, an Irish uh, events reporter on Weekend Update. She had this thick Irish accent. So she and, and you know she if you know her if you've seen her yep. lots of different skits and stuff like that. Uh, Christine Ebersole, uh, she did impressions of like Rhoda Barrett, Cheryl Teagues, Lady Diana, Barbara Mandrill. No relation to Dick Ebersole, just happened to have the same last name. Uh, she was on there for that season. Tim Kazarinsky. Mm-hmm. So you remember him? Dude, he's so I think he was hilarious. He was always so deadpan. Right. Uh, he played, guy. yeah, he played Mr. Landlord on Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Right. Uh, he did. Um, uh, he played the the Doctor Jack Badofsky. Yeah. <laughs> who who always had the made up names for it diseases on, on the weekend update. Yes, yeah. some of them were, were not G rated, mm-hmm. but right, he right. did them. Um, and then Madge, I remember Madge the chimp. Yeah. So he was married to Madge. <laughs> like like he was playing the straight guy, married to this chimp. And couldn't understand like why she would never talk to him, why they were experiencing intimacy issues, and just having conversations. This chimp sitting there like eating bananas and grapes the whole time. <laughs> so it, it was it was just so absurd. It it, just, it worked. It was funny. Uh, so and he looked like like the nerdy dude. As well. He did. He looked like a science teacher. Yeah, absolutely. So he he was great. But we're also starting to see the evolution of Eddie Murphy. Because like like that that first season he was on there four episodes in he starts gets a few under his belt starting to get you know sort of his his pace and what catapulted Eddie Murphy to superstardom was at the end of that that first season they had a, about a five minute gap at the end of the show where like they were out of stuff so he got on there and did a stand up and just killed it him doing that kept his job. How you doing? I'm Eddie Murphy. Anybody in the audience ever? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How many people in the audience have seen black people fight before? For those of you who haven't, I'll show you what it's like. What did you say to me, man? What? No, wait a second. Now, be cool, man. Me and you gonna talk. Little dude, did you hear what he said about my mama? The dude said my mama got a wooden leg with a kickstand. And my mama leg ain't got no kickstand on it, man. It's just a regular wooden leg. Don't you be exaggerating about my mama leg. You said what? Your mama got a wooden leg with a kickstand on it? You crazy, man? You should whip it behind, man. And whip it butt, just like that record say. Whip it. Whip it good. <laughs> Put your foot in his butt and keep it in there for a little while. That was you said. be cool, little dude, man. I'm going to say something about his mama. Say, man, listen to this here. Say, man, your mama got some mouth in the back of her neck. Chew like this. 
Hear <laughs> 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 what I say about his mama, little dude? Shoot somebody. <laughs> nice shot, man. Thank you. <laughs> like, and so the following season comes along, and now he's Gumby. Oh my goodness. Gumby. And Buckwheat. <sighs> and Mr. Robinson. Mm -hmm. And Velvet Jones. And James Brown and Jeez. Stevie Wonder and Sammy Davis Jr. Like he's doing oh these killer impressions and just it was, at, at that time, so absurd. Sometimes a member break out in a cold sweat. Hello. As you may already know, I'm Velvet Jones. Oh, look. An eviction notice. <laughs> brought by Mr. Landlord. Can you say scum bucket? Line is, I am Gumby by gum. Looking for love in all the warm places. Looking for It's just like, what is this guy going to do next? And then, like, the guy makes his own movie of his own stand-up comedy routine, and people are going to movie. I paid my four fifty right. to go oh, see yeah. it. Absolutely. Like Eddie Murphy uh, was the the guy in the eighties. Oh, he was huge. Forty eight hours, Beverly Hills Cop, Trading Places, like everything the guy did back then was gold. Absolutely. And he just, I mean, he got what made people laugh. Well, and his skits are the memorable skits. Yeah. Too. I mean, the uh, James Brown hot tub. I mean, all, all of his Mr. Robinson. Oh, yeah. And, and do you know that he only did James Brown hot tub one time? That was it. That was it. Still and people still remember that. And and when you think about it, it's like, he only did that once. It feels like he did it ten times. Mm -hmm. Now, he he came back as James Brown once or twice right. to do little things. But only James, Down, James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub Club only happened one Celebrity time. Hot Club. Get hot in hot tub. Too hot. Ow. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, yeah, Eddie Murphy uh, was, was the breakout star. He saved SNL. He literally, single-handedly saved SNL. Because yeah. they were, I mean, there were talks of them canceling the show. And uh, it was saved because of him. And then Joe Piscopo was like that next guy. Right. Uh, if Eddie hadn't no been there, no, dude, oh, dude, dude when he did Frank Sinatra, Frank Sinatra even called him and said, That's you do me better than me. <laughs> so after, after hearing all these beautiful people speak tonight, there is only one thing I can say. Let's strive for America. Strive for America. Each time I see those dots and Z's, I want to punch out a Japanese. Go to Toyota, drop dead Subaru. Let's ride for America. Take pride in America. Let's drive for America. Old red, I'm talking white and a blue. 
so good. Oh gosh, you need Doug Doug, Doug Weiner. Doug you know, Weiner, talk yeah. about the Weiners. You know, yeah, that that's him. That's him. Wendy Weiner. Uh, and then he did the sports. Mm-hmm. Joe Piscopon. That was just hilarious. Thanks, Brad. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that was that was awesome. So, so those characters back then were amazing. Like that that was the that was our SNL. That yeah. was the '80s Saturday Night Live. That that you know we kind of rem- like. I mean, again, we, we, like, all, we knew about the originals. We know the originals. We watched them, but but these at our age, we're becoming teenagers right, now, yeah. and we, we're kind of getting the humor a little bit more. Because right. before we're laughing at Chevy Chase falling down the stairs, we think cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger is hilarious. Right. But we're kids, like we don't know anything. But now, yeah, these guys so, have turned. Yeah, like they are responsible for like our sense of humor kind of being the way it was because. We emulated these guys. Absolutely, those were those were amazing times. So, um, and then continuing with that whole era there, uh, as time went on, they kind of continued to evolve the cast a little bit. Like people were moving on. Like Eddie Murphy left in 1984. Like I said, he became like the biggest movie star on the planet at that time. Oh. So you're starting to see people come in now. Like uh, Jim Belushi came in. Um, Christopher Guest, who you may remember from Spinal Tap, he came in. Um, Which is funny, because these these next few guys here, they came along, and uh, I'm talking about Christopher Guest, Billy Crystal, uh, Martin Short. Uh, These guys came in under one-year contracts. Mm -hmm. Like, they they were only on for a year. They planned to be on there for a year and didn't want to give any more time to it. And so, during that, uh, like, 84, 485 ish um, time frame. These guys were amazing. I mean, and look, listen. It's hard to believe that Billy Crystal was only there for a year. I know because he was so memorable. Yeah. Same thing with Martin Short. Right. You think oh, yeah. he was only there for because, like, even even stuff he did after that, I still associate him with SNL, but it was only a year. Right. So some hey, of the is Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley was amazing. Shut, shut up! I oh. love Ed Grimley so much. I did too. Give me a break. I couldn't be more excited, I must say. Which brings us to another cast member, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, who is Elaine from Seinfeld. Love her and Margot from Christmas Vacation. Love that movie. So, you got Chevy Chase, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, and Randy Quaid. All Saturday also Night a Saturday Night Live guy yep. uh, in that movie. So, it just makes it that much more awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Brad Hall did the new Weekend Update, who ended up being... Married to Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes. Yes. So the no, husband was no, still married today. The, Couple kids. The, the weekend update. Before we just go on a little more, that is such a cool segment. It is. Because I mean, uh, it's it's. Do you a, remember our weekend update, Matt? We did a little weekend update. Yeah. So you guys have heard us talk about how many years we've been friends and yep, stuff. Yep. So back in our youth group, our youth pastor was Tim Tabor, and um, he always encouraged us to. Uh, be ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he had a good sense of humor. He still does. He's still got a good sense of humor. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tim, even though you're probably not listening. You're out probably, not. probably feeding homeless people or something very, very noble very right noble. now. Yeah. Yes. So um, so uh, some of us kids in the youth group, he, he encouraged us to like, do our own. So we did our own little weekend update thing. Mm-hmm. And well, so nice. me and Matt were you know, the, kind of doing the thing we're doing now. We would, you know, make up fake reports. We'd have 
and one guy was a weatherman. David Harris was our weatherman. Yes. And this he was he was a younger kid, but we really wanted to be a part of everything. So we gave him the weather, and um, he had zero charisma. Mm-hmm. But uh, he would go and, and actually report what the real weather was. It's beautiful. That's yeah, beautiful he would do thing. real weather reports. Yep. And then and then one time he took like packing peanuts and threw them at the board. And it snowed. It snowed. Which is the funniest <laughs> thing that he could ever think of himself doing. And I lost it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, it was funny. Yeah. So uh, we made up news stories. And uh, like one of my favorite recurring characters that, that no one ever saw was Clarence the Cornflake Rooster. Yes. Yes. So um, right. I, I made this. This uh, I made Clarence. You know, Kellogg's cornflakes got that rooster on the front. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows his name. Nobody. I named him Clarence. Why not? So his name is Clarence because I don't think anyone's ever named him. Right. Go so ahead. we made Clarence into a celebrity, talking about his mishaps, getting arrested mm-hmm. for you know partying too hard, and you know he always how he's dating Morgan Fairchild and just all <laughs> Clarence had this other life outside of his cornflake work. Love it. So that's something like our friend John McNeil, he would do, um, he, he was always like a crash victim mm-hmm. and, uh, and then Mark Skaggs was on there and, and Skaggs would do like a, he'd do like a cooking show. And now you gotta think we're all like, you know, five, I'm, I'm five ten. Matt, you're what? Six, six, one, something six like foot, that. Yeah. So, you know, a little taller than me. And so we're all like, you know, 150 pounds, right, six, right. six pounds soaking wet. Skaggs is like 6'2", 230 maybe. Big muscle. Workout right. and stuff. Yeah. And so he's doing like this cooking show and he's just destroying food. Like oh, he's my. throwing lettuce everywhere. Uh, so we did our own little weekend update. And then Keith, <clears throat> Keith would get on there and, and, and our friend Keith Madden, like he would just do whatever we asked him to do. Oh, yeah. Like Keith, there are no boundaries. If it's going to make you laugh, he will do it. He's the man. So whether man. whether he is on the playground on the monkey bars, whether he is on a weekend update, <laughs> no matter where he's at, he's going to make you laugh, guaranteed. So we had like, yeah. like a fifty-two crew news. Yeah, we, had, we, had a theme we were song. the fifty-two crew. Yeah. Yes, and we, you know what, we did have our new own news theme. Yes, we did. Want to hear it? Let's hear it. Want to hear it? Come on, one time. Thank you, Wang Chung, for the 52 Crew News theme. See that? See, we were legit. We, we were legit. legit. Now, and, now, and we did that. We, we did the, a little newscast on, during our, our youth uh, services. We had about 15 minutes beginning yeah. of the youth service. It's yeah. just kind of, we, we would cover the announcements and our own little stories. But, but we got that premise from Saturday Night Live. Yes. They would have the weekend update, which uh, mostly skits and parody and silly stuff, but it would come off actual events that's going on yeah. you know in in real life i mean yeah. they would take real news stories and just kind of make them funny yeah and, or, and we would wear like a jacket and tie with like gym shorts underneath absolutely and then walk away at the end of the thing because we start off remember it was dark oh yeah and they and, they, and then we came and sat down they turned the lights on we did our thing and then the lights stayed on we walked away like wearing colorful shorts that's like like jams Skids, skids, yeah, skids. That's right. I remember skids there, now. There it is. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. That, so it was based off a of Saturday Night Live uh, yes. skit. So yep. and so Brad Hall was famous. Who, who do you think? Who was some of the famous anchors? Oh, let's see. The first one was Chevy Chase. Yes. Uh, Brian Doyle Murray did it. Brad Hall did it. 
Um, later on, we're going to hear about Kevin Nealon. He did Kevin it. did it forever, yes. My all-time favorite, all-time, was Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. Now, you know, what's funny is he did it as, a, as the skit on Saturday Night Live, but then he turned that into basically... To a career. To a career. I mean, that's yes. what he pretty much did the rest of his life. Yes. Was a big weekend update on a bigger scale. He did. And it was, it was great because, see... I, I see the, the guys now that are doing the news. and I'm, Honestly, I, I, I watched SNL for years, up until about maybe two years ago. I just stopped. I stopped DVR on it and watching right. it. Uh, when Eddie Murphy was on there this past year, Bless I watched that, that one. Right. Uh, but beyond that, like I don't watch it. Like It's, it's way too political. Um, and they're just jabbing. Like they'll, they'll spend the whole newscast talking about what a tool Donald Trump is. Right. Like, I don't care what you think about him. Right. If they were doing the same thing to Joe Biden, it gets old and it's boring. Like, right. is that the only source of humor that you Apparently idiots can come up with? Right. But Dennis Miller had a way of, of he would talk about the political stuff and he'd talk about celebrities and he'd make fun of whoever. Right. And he did it in such a way that, like, you laughed. Even, like, if you were, like, a diehard Republican and he's talking about you know, Ronald Reagan, you're finding it funny the stuff right. he's saying. Absolutely. Uh, if you're, you know, if he's talking about Bill Clinton and you're a Democrat, well, you're going to find him funny, just because of his delivery. Like he got what made right. people laugh and knew not to push too hard one way or push too hard the other. And so I think he he absolutely did it better than anybody else. Now, Jimmy Fallon did it. He now, did a good well, job. Well, it's funny because Seth Meyers, Seth Meyers did it, and then so did Jimmy Fallon. And then it's it's kind of notable that those two are now late night powerhouse names. You yeah, know? And Dennis Miller used to be. And Dennis Chevy Miller Chase was. even had his own late night show <laughs> right. at one I mean, point. It's, it's kind of like yeah. it, that's that's that again is a springboard to that kind of career. Yeah, so whoever got locked, well, uh, uh, Tina Fey. Yeah, I mean she did. Her and Amy Poehler did the news together. Amy, oh my yeah. goodness, I they were that, great together. I thought that was good. Yes, was cool. again they kind of they kind of got the baton handed from Dennis Miller. And they kind of took it and ran with it. And they also did it in such a way that people, you know, got, no, wait, I think Dennis Miller handed Jimmy Fallon and then he did to Amy and, right. and Tina. Right. But they, they all kind of got it. But this newer group, they, they don't get it. They don't get it's, people. Well, and, and Seth Meyers was the same way. And he still is the same way, in my right. opinion. He's kind of got that, that's, you've beaten the dead horse. Right. You know, Stephen Colbert, you know, same thing. It's like. Okay, we get it. You don't like yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. All right. You know, I think he's kind of a knucklehead too, but I don't right. want to hear your entire show dedicated to Too what bad. an idiot the president is. Right. Okay, we get it. It's good. Move on. Speaking of which, we will move on. Okay, from let's this get back. So, <laughs> so, yeah, Brad Hall did a great job on the news. Um, again, he was one of the key writers back then. And people are thinking, you know, people always associate Lorne Michaels with SNL. These years here, Lorne Michaels was not around. Right, like the, I mean, this was Dick Ebersole. Mm -hmm. So some of the more memorable moments that we remember in that time frame are the Dick Ebersole years. You know, Buckwheat, Gumby, um, Mrs. T. You know, those kind of things. Those are the things that we we remember. Right. So, get, getting back to the one year deals these guys signed: like Christopher Guest, uh, Billy Crystal, um, Martin Short. I think Randy Quaid was also in that group. Uh, these are guys that signed these one-year deals to um, 
to, to just be on the show just one year. And they and again, you got to think when these guys are entering into SNL, a lot of them come from these backgrounds like we talked about before, but they got these characters they've been honing for years, like right. Billy Crystal doing Fernando. SNL is not the first time he did Fernando. Oh no. But it's the first time the world got you to see it. Marvelous. Yes. Yeah, and that. and him and Christopher Guest, they would play those two guys that are always whining. Remember that oh. one time he took the ball peen hammer and whacked yeah. it inside of your head? Yeah, like these these guys have worked on this stuff before, and these characters just came to life and they took off. So again, it was great. Those were great times. Um, some of the other cast members back then, Robin Duke, uh, we mentioned she was Wendy Weiner and she was Mrs. Mm-hmm. T. Yep. Um, Pamela Stevenson, I may not remember her so much. She she was she was like the the bombshell. She was. Beautiful. She was from Australia or New Zealand. Uh, she played Madonna, Cindy Lauper. She did Billy Idol. Uh, oh, she would yeah, be on yeah, Weekend yeah, yeah, Update, yeah. being an entertainment reporter. So yeah. if you go back and look at some of those SNL shows, like those were good casts. And again, it was it was before SNL was so politicized, and it was kind of you know uh, we we had to watch it. Like you know if if you were if you were home on a Saturday night late night you were watching it so i'd come oh, yeah. in from a saturday night and and turn on the show and just watch it and then later on i would record it on my vcr and watch later in the week and then i get mm-hmm. a dvr so the whole thing but so after this 1985 season um all of these people were coming out of contracts uh they were wanting to move on to other things and so they had another reboot 1985. 1985. So Lorne Michaels came back, and they were he was trying to go for a younger, hipper crowd because you know you've got guys like Billy Crystal who was in his 40s by this time. Um, Rich Hall was on there. He was uh, which fun fact. Oh, yeah. Rich Hall was the only guy that was a star on SNL, but also on Fridays. Fun fact. Fun fact. So, Fun fact so, and let me touch on this for just a little bit because I was going to mention it earlier. Fridays in like 1980 through 82 was superior, superiorly funny, funnier than SNL. They were, a, that was an amazing show. It was so irreverent. It wasn't as scripted <laughs> and, and the formula wasn't there. Like they would have edgier bands play like they would have Devo play they would have the cars on there um, the, the kind of humor they had like there's one and you guys go look it up if you look up if you get the app on Roku or any of those for Shout Factory look up Friday's episodes Michael Richards Kramer from Seinfeld that's yes. where he got his start at was on Fridays oh, wow. um, Larry David who wrote Seinfeld was right. a writer and key performer on there. Um, there was a an incident one time in a sketch where Michael Richards and Andy Kaufman get into a fight. Like they are, were they legitimately fighting? <laughs> You'll have to watch the video to see. But that stuff was so groundbreaking. And these are the days when SNL has got Matthew Lawrence, Charles Rocket, right. same boring stuff, nobody watching. The writers were calling it Saturday Night Dead. Fridays on ABC was a ton. I wish they would have went head-to-head because Fridays would have 
crush him. Probably destroyed him. Wow. So anyhow, I digress. But yeah, Rich Hall was on both shows. There it is. Which I think Rich Hall actually did like the news segment on Fridays. So good sense of humor. If you've read, if you know the, the book Sniglets where he names Perdiddle, you ever heard mm-hmm. that? Oh, yeah. That come from Rich Hall. Did he so. do Kids and All? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. So Lord Michaels comes back for the 1985 season. Again, cleans out the entire cast. And uh, like there is nobody left that carried over. Like these guys were all brand new. So listen to this cast. This is who he started. You remember going for a younger, hipper crowd here. John, Joan Cusack, John Cusack's sister. Love her. Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man. Seventeen-year-old Anthony Michael Hall. Terry Sweeney. You may not remember him. Denitra uh, Vance, who was a uh, somewhat of a younger stand-up comic back then. Dan Fidel, you may not remember him. Damon Wayans. Hello. Um, Randy Quaid, not younger, but you had to have a little bit of seniority there. John Lovitz, younger at the time. Nora Dunn. Uh, and then, of course, we mentioned Dennis Miller. So that cast had some good stuff. Like, they didn't, they were kind of getting away from the recurring characters like Buckweed and, um, uh, Ed Grimley and those kind of people. They were kind of developing their own brand, so to speak. And they get, they got, it was real critical. The, the critics were real hard on them from a standpoint of, you know, these kids can't really carry the show. They, they, they have a good sense of humor, but, but the adults are tuning out because this show is not. Right. But I, for me, like there's a segment, Robert Downey Jr. and Anthony Michael Hall are doing a book review, like on the weekend update, and they're kids. And he's like, did you read this book by this famous author? I can't remember who it was. And they are just sitting there. You know what? Here it is. Now, here to review William F. Buckley's latest opus, Hijinks, are our literary correspondents, Robert Downey and Michael Hall. Gentlemen. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you very much. Uh, for openers, I must say that I was a bit confused, and I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy Mr. Buckley's book, but it, uh, it did seem to have a certain, uh, certain <laughs> but quality to it that kind of detracted from the brilliant prose. Michael? Well, you know, I can't agree with Bobby com- uh, completely here. <clears throat> Excuse me. For one thing, I want to say that Mr. Buckley's previous book, which was, of course... <laughs> <laughs> had a much, much deeper, uh, let's say his last book, which was, uh, of course, um, well, here I have to beg, I have to beg to differ with you here, because I feel that the, to which you obviously refer, that simply represents a dramatic synthesis of the, so what are you saying, uh, Romulus and Remus, is it worth 16.95 or what? We didn't, we, didn't, we didn't read the book, Dennis. You didn't read the book? <clears throat> no, actually, we just thought this would be a really good time for us to come out here and be extra sophomoric. Yeah, you know and I, I think we proved our point, Mr. Political Analyst. <laughs> Thank you, Bob, Mickey. You know, hard to believe, but I think the boys wrote that themselves. <laughs> But they got a bad rap just because, like, that kind of humor, that fart humor, right. like, 
kids thought that was funny. The adults watching it are just like, what happens to you when you get old and gristled to to such kind of humor? I think we just, we, I think we forget, <laughs> we forget that. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm older than than 30. Yeah. And I, I think, I think farts are funny. I think farts, farts, I mean, they're natural. They're fun. Well, they're you know, when, when uh, Randy was telling the story about Kevin farting on the church pew? Right. I was dying. Oh, yeah. Oh, Those yeah, are still, yeah. It, I think it's God's little way of giving us a little humorous thing that we don't it expect. Is. It is. Because, I mean, we can yeah, go on, on and on about but, that. But it is sad that old, the older we get, we get a little too we get a little too smart for our own good. We yeah. forget what it's like to be a kid. Exactly. And those guys, you got to think about 17-year-old Anthony Michael Hall, Robert Downey Jr. is probably 18, 19, whatever. Like, those guys, that was a sweet gig. And probably, they had to have had to been having the time of their lives. Oh, they're, they're around celebrities. There, there's, there's one promo I saw of, um, uh, it was like season, like episode one of that one season. Madonna was the guest host. And Anthony Michael Hall's doing a promo with her. And they're talking. And he's looking. And, you know, it's, it's obvious. He's just like... Right biting his lip and stuff like I'm, I'm with this hot gonna, chick right. and like oh. and just like to be 17 years old and rubbing elbows like with like Madonna and Dennis Chance Miller and it's like that that's amazing so yeah. so anyhow um that season at uh, the conclusion like they were going to um cancel the show after that season because you know uh, so Lauren Michaels pleaded with the NBC brass said okay could we please like let's come back for one more season? We'll, I'll, I'll get a whole new cast, and then we will see what you know. See what we can do. So NBC agreed. So the very last episode of that la- of that season, um, they they did the funniest thing. They um, set the studio on fire. Torched it. Torched it. So they catch the studio on fire and everyone is supposed to die in the fire beautifully tragic yes that was that was the plan but they let one guy survive we'll find out right after this you change the way you look can you see that up close it's exciting and i'll tell you something darling you look marvelous no other taste attracts so much attention absolutely marvelous Diet Pepsi, the most refreshingest invention. And not only do you look marvelous, my little 12-ounce darling, but you taste marvelous. No other taste attracts so much attention. You come here often. I'm kidding you. I'm a kid. So, Matt, did you like our, our sponsorship there, the Diet Pepsi, Billy Crystal, Fernando? It uh, does not get any better than that. It's 80s, and it's Matt. Come on. Matt, Matt is a Diet Pepsi I'm connoisseur. DP, baby. <laughs> that's, a, that's how I roll. Love me some DP. There you go, bud. Just got, got a fresh one here. Let's see if it sounds like your LA. It kind of does. Oh, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there's, there's what we're looking that's for. That's what we're looking for. That's it. So, um, th- as we talked about before, the end of that um, the 1986 season, um, they caught the studio on fire and. The, the intention was, you know, firing everybody. Yeah. But uh, the one guy that survived was John Lovitz. Love John <laughs> Lovitz. Now, now, they also kept 
Nora Dunn and Dennis Miller too. Right. But the rest of that cast, they just you know, they got rid of. You know, they needed a fresh start, so they rebooted again. This time, it was a little more calculated. Um, they went with some people that were uh, had had a little bit more experience, like the original cast, doing right. improvs, you know, doing studio theater, things like that. So the the new crowd, uh, a Whitney Brown, uh, again another guy that you have seen, but who's that? Right. Uh, Dana Carvey. Oh my goodness. Um, the church lady, Garth Algar, Jimmy Stewart, Hans, uh, amazing, amazing talent. Um, Nora, when we mentioned Nora Dunn. Yes. Phil Hartman, Jan Hooks, Victoria Jackson, and who can forget Mike Myers? Oh, man, come on. That guy was hilarious. So many kids. Austin Powers, we know the Austin Powers movies, but but gosh, he was Dieter. Wayne, Wayne he, Campbell. Simon, remember Simon? Oh, <laughs> growing. Uh, Linda Richmond. Uh, yeah. Coffee talk. Coffee talk. Four, 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 four. That's oh, right. We'll uh, Philip the Hypo Hypo Boy. Hi, guys. It's 1030. It's time to party. I'm your excellent host, Wayne Campbell. Welcome to Sprockets. I'm your host, Dita. One time, my mom's car ran out of gas. So she gave me a Snickers bar and a can of Coke. <laughs> I towed the car home. <laughs> Seven miles. Uh-oh. Here comes the mother. She is asking the father why the hamburger smell like a car that has crashed. He tries to think of a falsehood, but he cannot. So he throws fudge at her. Hello. My name is Simon. I like to do drawings. <laughs> I'm having my bath now. But don't look at my bum. Don't look at my bum, that's it. Bum looker, cheeky monkey. Um, Kevin Nealon came along. Ben Stiller came along. Uh, funny thing about Ben Stiller, he only lasted four episodes. He wanted to do it like a lot of short films and that kind of thing. But uh, it just kind of, it wasn't like where Lorne Michaels wanted to go. You know, he didn't want a lot of that kind of stuff. Which later, like when Andy Samberg come along years later... That's he made like a right. career out of making short films, the whole Lonely Island thing, and mm-hmm. and then the Hot Rod movie like kind of evolved out of his stuff from SNL. So Ben Stiller was ahead of his time. We know he went on to have a great career. Um, so, uh, but, but that, it seems like that reboot in '86, man, that's where I mean, those that's a solid cast. Oh I gosh, mean, they hit their stride. Phil Hartman. Oh my god! Remember Colin Blow? Oh, come on, man. So, yeah, yeah look up the Cold and Blow commercial. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, it, it's uh, See, And that, that just brings up a point. There's so many great things. You've got the funny skits. You've got the legendary music. Yep. But then you've got the commercials. That There's a time sometimes when you're watching a show where the commercials are such quality. You're like, am I watching a real commercial? Yes. Oh, oh, no, this is, part, this is a funny one. This is yes. a funny one. I mean, and that's that's the the joy. I mean, like the colon blow is hilarious. Like when when you know back in the day, John Belushi did the donuts, Breakfast yeah. of Champions. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, some uh, like um, I I'm just drawing a blank right now, but um, some of the some of that stuff was priceless. And then this group evolved to what it is today because right. like you didn't see any more reboots after that. So right. you're talking from 1986 until 2020. 
there, you know, people rotated in and out. Like Adam yeah. Sandler came along. David Spade came along. Chris Farley, Chris Farley rest in peace. Jeez. He was awesome. Uh, and those guys and Andy Samberg came along. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Uh, um, we mentioned Tina Fey and Amy Poehler came oh, along. What, so what was, Bobby what, Moynihan, I love that guy. Yeah. So yeah, they, they all evolved from this 1986 Cheerio reboot. Terry, oh, oh, sure, the the cheerleaders. Yes, oh my gosh. So, some of that that 90s SNL stuff there was was, good was really there good. Was good like it, and it, it, as this group gelled and that group kind of evolved to what they it became. They carried the torch well. They yeah. did. They did a great job. I, I think that I think the second half of the 80s was. A, a strong uh, a cast that you're going to see. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, Dana Carvey is just one of the most talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh my goodness, I, I just I think he's amazing. Yes, and with Phil Hartman and John Lovitz and and Mike, it's that was a solid, that was a solid solid lineup. Well, the to me, what what is just amazing is uh, this group here. You think Mike Myers joined this group in 1989? Yeah, right there. At the end. And in well, he he was like January of '89. So he came in like halfway through the season. So he's coming along January of '89, and and shortly thereafter, he introduces Wayne and Dieter mm-hmm. and um, um, shoot Simon. So th- again, these are characters that he had done previously, but now to a bigger, broader stage. Right and. Him, him and, and Dana Carvey doing Wayne and Garth took off. Today is still funny. Oh, yeah. Like, they did the 40th anniversary SNL celebration. It's been a couple years ago now. But those two doing Wayne and Garth, like, those guys haven't missed a beat. It's like they've done it every week yeah. for but, 35 years. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and SNL is also famous for translating into movies. Yeah. And, and Wayne's World was probably one of the, the greater successes. Oh, of, yeah. Oh, Wayne, I'm so excited. I, I think I'm going to hurl. Man, don't hurl, because if you hurl and I catch a whiff of it, man, I'm going to spew. All right? And if I blow chunks, chances are someone else is going to honk, all right? And that's going to set off a peristaltic chain reaction. And I hear there's a Wayne's World 3 coming out. Oh, please. Please say it so. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bill and Ted could do it. If Bill and Ted can do it, Wayne and Garth can do it. I think they can. I mean, and and a lot of the movies are just so quotable. Oh, yeah. just quotable. Which, which, oh my gosh, it it doesn't, we didn't even touch on really the movies. So, that Blues Brothers, uh, The Coneheads. um, Oh, yeah. There's a movie, we mentioned Wayne's World. Um, Ghostbusters came out of Ghostbusters, SNL. Ghostbusters, basically. Yeah. Um, did, I, did I mention Blues Brothers already? Yeah. And if I didn't, I should mention it twice because it was that good. It was that um, good. So, um, uh, the uh, what's the um, Night at the Roxbury? Oh, with uh, Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. So I mean, there a lot of these guys went on from these SNL characters and created these there, movies. There was even the, uh, a movie. It's Pat. Which was oh my god! Which was worst, bad. They said it was the worst, the worst, uh, worst grossing, SNL movie. Worst, yeah. SNL oh yeah. Movie which of all time. It, it was dreadful. Like I, I didn't even made. watch the whole thing. It shouldn't have been. Uh, made. Superstar was also kind of bad. Yeah, but I, I kind of like Superstar. It was a little yeah. redeeming. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. They, they didn't need to make that one. It's like if there's any good character, any good skit there for a while, it's going to be a movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So and, and it was again Wayne or Wayne, Mike Myers was going to do a Dieter movie, 
uh, a Sprockets movie. Oh. But uh, he he'd got the script done and decided he didn't like it, so the studio sued him because he didn't want to release it. Wow. Like he like they put all these pre production costs and things like that in. So he they settled out of court. But he's like he didn't want his name attached to something so bad, and he wrote it. He wrote so it. it must have been pretty bad because like that that <laughs> that last Austin Powers movie. Struggle. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So which I hear there's another one of those coming. Is it really? So you know maybe he can redeem himself. Mm-hmm. So that, that's if anybody the, can, he can. Yes, he can. So Mike Myers, he was he was awesome. But yeah, a lot of these guys like it, a lot of the comedy you're seeing now on TV and in movies. These guys can trace their coaching tree back to. Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. And so, I mean, it was a, a at the time from the mid '70s to I would say probably till probably ten years ago, it was a cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that you would tune in for, you would watch, you would quote. Uh, now it's not so much. Um, right. they, they need to, in my opinion, they need to rethink they need what to they're reboot. doing. We're due for a reboot. We're, yeah, get the entire cast off of there because I I watch it now and like none of those guys. I don't know if Taron Killen is still on there. He's probably the one guy I would keep. See, like, like Keenan Thompson's been on there. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I think and, he's and, he may be the longest running yeah, cast I, member. Yeah, I think he was. Which and, I saw him in Good Burger. And they saw he was the first. He was the first cast member to be hired that start that was born after the show started no kidding yeah so he was like you know, one of the youngest people you know, to, to be hired on after i think he was born like 78 or 8 yeah but huh. uh, so that was kind of interesting but i didn't realize had, that he has been on the show forever yeah so and, and again i think he's funny but you know i think he's hilarious but yeah well it's it's funny because like I, I guess that the guy they consider the star there's like pete davidson and he, he's not even funny no. All he talks about is living in his mom's basement, smoking weed, and 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 yeah, I, I think banging I, girls. Or I whatever. think we're due for a reboot. Oh, I think yeah, we need to have somebody come set fire to the studio once again. Yeah, pick one or two to keep and and start all over. And I think John Lovitz should start the fire. I think he should. Start, <laughs> he should start, do it because I mean, think about the fire. highest rated shows they have now is when the old guys come back. That's right. You know, I, I I would love just love to have like I don't know if a full season, but. And one episode wouldn't be enough, but just do an episode of old cast members only, right? And then have like um, you know Devo be the the band or oh, something. <laughs> just well, I mean, I mean, there's so many there's so many neat things to look forward to when you watch this show, at least in, a, in its heyday. Yeah, and we'd mention you know, there's there's incredible bands, the, the music, yep. the commercials, the skits, uh, but but then also it, it's the co-host. What what celebrity, what star is going to be interacting in some of these skits? Because right. sometimes that's the reason you tuned in as well, mm-hmm. to see somebody out of their comfort zone, which was hilarious. Yes. You know? So it's, uh, that, that's, I mean, there's so many reasons to watch the show. Not just the normal storylines, but there's mm-hmm. four or five factors which make each week great. Yes. So, love that. Totally agree. So let me just throw this out there. If if by chance you're still listening, both of you, two, three, I think there's about five or six. Okay, you think five, six? Yeah. Okay, so let, let's do this. If if you're still watching, when when, when we wrap this up, uh, go to YouTube and find your favorite skit from the '80s. Now, don't. We'll give you three. Let's say you're scrolling through looking for SNL skits from the '80s. You might find a couple that you like. 
we'll, we'll allow you to post two or three. Yeah. What's, what's the cutoff? Uh, uh, you I, know I, what? As many as you freaking want. Okay, go ahead. You Just can, let her but, rip. But let's, let's, let's try to go back and try to find some of your favorite skits that you remember as a kid. You remember thinking, all oh, that was funny. But hold on. What? It's got to be 1980 through 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let, yeah. go to the Living in the 80s Facebook page. And those of you out there that are not on that page, you just listen to the podcast. Because we, we, I mean, we've got a lot of people on the page that were drawn there from the podcast. Right, right. Um, so if you're on, if you're uh, listen to the podcast, look for "Living in the '80s." There's a couple different ones out there. This was this uh, ours is "Living in the '80s." All those things are capitalized. There's another one in Australia by my friend Marty McFly. He um, he is living in the '80s with an underscore. So we are living in the 80s. Go in there, request a friend. you got to answer a couple trick questions like your favorite 80s band, 80s TV show, so on and so forth. And once you've done that, get on there. Yeah. Post your favorite 1980 through 1989 SNL skits. Yeah. And we let's blow up the page with them. Man. Let's, do, let's have some Because there are some good stuff. Oh, I'm going to be posting some stuff on there. Yeah. Um, there's one I'm going to try to find. I'm going to try my best. It was from that lost season of... Um, 1980, uh, 586, uh, there was a, uh, a character on there called Tippy Turtle. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, Tippy Turtle, walking down the street. Tell me what you're going to do. I'm going to go around bother everybody I meet, and I'll probably go home and get drunk. So, and so, the, and Tippy Turtle would like take a, he would take like a helium balloon and put it in a balsa wood box, and then he would take it to the post office and try to mail it out. And it would float away. He goes, oh, you guys owe me money. <laughs> Just classic stupid stuff. So there's so, so many so of that no, stuff out no there. No Will Ferrell, no Chris Farley. We, we love as as tempting as that would we be. We love those. Just go back, search SNL 80 skits. And, and and just share some of your favorites. And Have dude, some fun with I you. am waiting for somebody to to start a living in the '90s page. Wait, no, because I'll, I'll hang out there some. Yeah, we'll a lot. Check it out. You know, I I would like I a like companion. Like I talked to Randy about it. Yeah. Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do it. My name is Randy. I was hurt by a truck. So get out there. Yep. Don't be like Randy. No, somebody, no. somebody, start a living Pick in the '90s page. Jason Peitzmeyer, are you up to the task? Can you I do think that? you can. Well, he's chewing on the fat right he's now. He's chewing on the fat, but he could be chewing on the '90s. He could be chewing. He on could that. be. So it's Some, up to you, but somebody's got to. But either way, we're going to keep running with the '80s because the '80s was the best generation ever. Ever. Love it. Love it. Love it. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim That's the last week flashback, baby. You know you love it. Did we say that right? I think so. Last is it, week. Is it Kim Tata? Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. There it is. There it is. So, so yeah. So, so share your SNL skits tonight, man. Let, let's have some fun on the page today. If you listen to the podcast, let's reminisce with some SNL tonight. Let's do it. All right, guys. Until next week, I'm Rob. I'm Matt. See ya. Let's do it.
<laughs> That's good.